Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics? They talk, we listen. today is a C-suite that we've not had on the show before. But hold your horses, listeners. He is here today to talk about the news series rather than his day job. It's one of those rare but very insightful episodes on Heads Talk today. Speed is of the essence, and this ties nicely with the theme of the episode and the series. It's all about vehicles and the move to electric and hydrogen solutions. Hope you enjoy it. Alexander Zinzer is the Chief Legal Officer of WiseKey. WiseKey is the leading information security and identity management company. It provides specialized security technologies for data protection, effective identification, and authentication of people and objects over physical infrastructures, network, and the internet, primarily to ensure secure communications and e-transactions without compromising trust. Alexander has been in leadership positions in organizations to include but not limited to Reynolds American Inc. and Guardian Industries. He has also been a senior attorney of law for a number of organizations, one being Agilent Technologies. Additionally, Alexander has obtained an MBA, doctorate, and is a qualified attorney both in Germany and Switzerland. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Alexander to Head's Talk. Delighted to have you here today. Thank you, Alain. That's very kind of you. I'm happy to be with you today and uh, answer all the questions you have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for being on Head Start today. As mentioned in the introduction, we're not going to concentrate on the work that you do in WiseKey as a chief legal officer, but rather you will be the in quotes ordinary person for today in this episode. I will provide my listeners with thoughts that a lot can relate to with the shift from internal combustion engines to CO2 neutral solutions. Green mobility, as it's often called. Okay, let's get to the questions in this fairly short episode of S Talk. You have a sports car that is currently occupying space in your garage, presumably because you spend a lot of time traveling using public services provided. This is such a common situation that many individuals are in. So let me ask you this. Firstly, what make and model is your current car? And importantly, what will you consider trading in your sports car? Or will you consider trading in your sports car for an electric car option? Yes, uh, thank you, Ellen, uh, for, for the questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I currently, uh, I, I, bought a, I have a BMW convertible and I bought that car in the year 2000, I think 2005. Uh, and since many years, I'm not really using it. Uh, it's just unused uh, uh, in the garage. And the reason basically is uh, here in Switzerland, we have uh, such a fantastic public transportation system. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing all my travels within Switzerland by public transportation. Uh, so I'm not really thinking about, uh, about mm-hmm. the car or even uh, buying a different car. Uh, it's just... Uh, I'm, we are so uh, blessed here in Switzerland uh, with the fantastic uh, public transportation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Um, 
but you 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 do know that we're we're all having um, this conversation at the moment and are making our decisions carefully with with our next purchase of a moto. Um, let me ask you this um, as an addition. What will hinder or progress your decision to purchase an electric vehicle in the near future? You, okay, so you talked about the fantastic public um, system, public um, transport system we ha have in Switzerland. Um, but apart from that, what things will make you think, actually, I'm not going to change from my current car to an electric vehicle? What, what are the decisions? I think, yeah, if... Yeah, sure. Uh, if I if I come to the point uh, that I really would need a car because I need to go to very remote uh, uh, locations and so on, mm -hmm. I would seriously think about buying an electric car. That's for sure. Yes. And um, have you actually looked at or even thought of potential models of the electric car? Which one would you which one would you look at? <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit, I, I'm, uh, I'm not an expert in cars. However, what I like very much is the Tesla Series 3. Oh. Uh, and, and some people say even, and maybe I'm also influenced by that, uh, some people say there are more Tesla Series 3 at the Zürichburg, which is a, a good area in, in Zürich. There are more Teslas than Porsche, uh, Porsche yes. right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing quite a few of them now, so it's it's getting quite common. But I, I was I was looking upon this in terms of the best um, e car to purchase, and uh, I think the one that always seemed to sit on the top of the list is the Hyundai Ionic Five, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, the South Korean car. So that, that's interesting. Tesla's there, the the various models, but Hyundai, Porsche is there, Kia's there, Renault and uh, Ford. Let, let's look at the next question in, in, a, in an interesting one, and, and I'm sure leaders in, in organizations are contemplating whether it is their duty or right or even wish to discuss this with their staff. So will you, in your organization, will you encourage members of your organization to purchase an electric car going forward? Um, have you gained insights from colleagues um, that you'd like to share with us that have purchased an, an EV? And do you believe this is something organizations should do, i.e. encourage staff to shift to electric as part of the, the, the ESG targets to achieve? I, I'm, I'm completely convinced uh, that the future is uh, pretty soon with electric cars. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about that, uh, I'm convinced that we are in the middle of a technological revolution. Mm -hmm. And um, if we if we are listening to the major car manufacturers, they are really targeting uh, to have uh, at some point of time uh, only electrical cars in the offering. So I think Ford is saying by some around sometime around 2030, uh, their their model will only be electric cars. Mm. So I think uh, the direction is clear. Um, the society will move sooner, rather sooner than later, I think, to electric cars. Not only for greenwashing reasons, but also for, for their belief switch to electric cars and offer them uh, to the staff, especially for salespeople. Oh, so so you, you're encouraging it, especially within your organization and wider. Sure. Now, yeah. you've got your car. Um, you, I spoke to quite a few people in this um, new series, um, leaders in this series about the, the move to electrification. A lot of them are talking about 
um, getting to a certain percentage, a very high percentage of all their vehicles being electric by 2030. That is what, nine years from now, just under nine years from now. Um, yeah. When are you going to sell your BMW? And do you think you're going to get a good price for it? <laughs> no, I don't expect a lot uh, <laughs> because it's a long time. If it would be an old time or maybe some, I would get a uh, little bit again. Yeah. But I think uh, also the mindset at that stage might be completely different uh, than yeah. it is nowadays, I, I would say. Uh, especially with the younger generation, maybe in 10 or 15 years uh, uh, time, people may even think, uh, how can you drive in our times a pe uh, petrol car? How can you do that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would foresee that uh, in a couple of years. Yeah, We will do. And I assume the, um, the, the landscape of Switzerland might change a little in terms of charge points more so than petrol garages around the the country do, do you, you you foresee that don't you uh, i hope that will change just tell you something um what i experienced uh, some years ago i think it was three or four years ago i was in norway i was traveling around in vacation Mm -hmm. And my God, I was just surprised about the number of the uh, electric power station recharges there. So in, in the smallest village, you could find the uh, recharge uh, stations. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe Norway is really at the front of the development, mm -hmm. but I would foresee the same will happen hopefully pretty soon in other European countries, but not only in European countries, uh, but also worldwide. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I do foresee that because you have to make it a lot easier for people. I think one of the biggest dilemmas for those buying the electric car is I don't want to run out of electricity. I want to be able to charge it at my convenience and easily and not a problem. Do you think you will miss um, petrol vehicles? No, I don't think so. Um, first of all, if you think about all the emissions which are going out of the petrol car, then secondly, uh, you have the noise mm -hmm. and uh, the power is more or less uh, the same. I think the only thing which needs to change, and I'm convinced it will change uh, with, uh, with all the developments, is the reach of the electric car. I mean, I just come across a colleague uh, in another organization uh, who was based in, uh, I think, in Sweden. And their organization, they had an electric car and the guy went down to Switzerland uh, for a training. And then he needed to go back to, uh, to Sweden. It just took him a lot of more time to go back by electric car by, to Sweden because of the reach. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's something which uh, needs to change and I, I'm convinced it will change. And then uh, there's no other reason than going for electric car. All right. So currently, that, I suppose currently that's the disadvantage, isn't it? It's the reach and, yeah. and uh, yeah. distance you can travel until you need to recharge. How about something that is, you know, that is associated with um, ICE vehicles, ICE meaning internal combustion engine, Formula One? Do you think Formula One will be the same with electric vehicles? Uh, here I'm not a specialist, <laughs> however, I, I, I can tell you, I had the pleasure to visit, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, electric uh, sports car race in Zurich, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was organized by a major company, uh, which I don't name here for, for marketing reasons. Right. However, it was a formal, I think, a formal e-race. And mm-hmm. I attended that. I was watching that. I had uh, the pleasure to have there a seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just fun watching there. I have never, I have to admit, I never... Um, attended a, a real Formula One race, mm-hmm. but I, I just can tell you this Formula E race, I enjoyed it very much. So I also with, uh, with uh, the changing mindset mm-hmm. uh, of people over yeah. time, I think it will be at least hopefully equivalent, uh, if not um, in terms of uh, attractiveness uh, overrunning the, the, the traditional Formula One race. I sort of envisage that in you know, up to a hundred years time, people then will look back at us and marvel at the archaic way in which we travel using fossil fuels. And I, I, I can actually visualize that, can you? Um, huh. Here, I am not so sure. I mean, I have still the pleasure to see the old timers in a museum, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back at the uh, great cars made in the 1920 or 1930s, uh, it's just it's just a, a pleasure to see the old cars, mm-hmm. and maybe the same is in 100 years that people look at our current cars and saying, "Oh, wow, that's that's interesting." <laughs> so, so may, may, maybe your your BMW will end up in an exhibition <laughs> in years to come. I'm not mine, but uh, some <laughs> not, not necessarily my my current car, but but some of the other cars, I for sure, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think I think the cars will end up in exhibition as what we used we used to use. Okay, um, I wanted to do this episode so that my listeners hear from a potential end customer in this space, and um, we will have another brief conversation with a purchaser of an electric vehicle in a later episode. Yet another in the in quotes person on the ground episode of Heads Talk. Okay, Alexander Zinza, many thanks for your time and insights. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much, Ellen. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepinkle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.